0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got two guys in studio with me today. The first one is David Phillips. He works part-time with the Prophecy Club, soon to be helping me on radio as the voice of the Prophecy Club. And also, Brandon Flournoy out of Abilene. He's a plumber there, and he has become very, very close to the Prophecy Club here just recently, and... He was a purple shirt. Now, the purple shirts, those are 22 of our helpers. They helped to uh, things like tables, or help the ministers, and things like that. So, we're going to be getting it from three different angles. One, I'm going to be talking about the crusade from the point of view of the ministers. And then David is going to be talking about it from the audience, as he sat in the audience. And then Brandon is going to be talking about it from the point of the purple shirts, the assistants. So... Let's start. Our topic today is healings. Now, there was about two different times we had healing lines where people could come up with healings and, and get prayed for for healings. Now, Brandon, you were one of the purple shirts. You were one of the catchers. Who did you catch for? Now you uh, talking
1: about physical healings? Yeah, physical healings. Okay. We've
0: been talking about like mental healings and heart healings and things like that.
2: So... You, caught, you Tell us about what you did. I was an armor bearer for Pastor Massey. The very first night we had the audience come up uh, for healing, I ended up catching more for Leslie Johnson. Catching. Your what do you wife. mean catching? Catching is where uh, you basically have three people in a row. You've got your minister who's face-to-face with someone that needs a healing, and then you've got someone behind the uh, person receiving in case they go out. Uh, in other words, the anointing is so heavy they they just they they can't control their body. They just kind of go limp. They fall backwards. We catch them so that they don't unintentionally just kind of hurt themselves. Uh, we're just we're there to help them. Some people just simply get unstable for a moment or two, and some people literally just go
0: out. Okay, now you're standing behind the person that Pastor Massey is praying for, mm-hmm. so you hear for some, but not all, of the prayer requests. But then you can certainly hear Pastor Massey praying for him. Tell us what you saw.
2: I saw Pastor Massey taking authority over um, cancer, cancer, arthritis, mm-hmm. uh, lots of – actually, there were – there was uh, several times where people would come up uh, with uh, legs that were not the same length. Uh, some would have uh, an insert in their shoe, and some actually had the shoe sole thickened so that when they walked, their legs were some the had same knee length. knee surgery and, or hip yes, surgery. Yes, yes, and uh, we would see those legs stretch. I personally uh, have been prayed over a number of years ago. I had a right leg that was about three-eighths of an inch shorter than my left, and uh, I was, God bless, I received that healing uh, and and one thing to say, too, when you receive a healing, it's not like you just went into surgery and you wish you had an anesthetic. When God heals you, you may feel a vibration or something along those lines, but there is zero pain. God does not hurt you when he heals your body. And when my leg stretched, my right leg, when it stretched three-eighths of an inch, I could feel the movement. I could feel the stretching, but there was zero pain and it happened just that fast. Hallelujah. You felt your
0: leg get longer.
2: Yes. And I had another injury in my left knee that uh, I could not bend my leg. I could not squat to look under a kitchen sink or to pick up tools. It went on for three days and I finally, I finally just said, Lord, you are, you are king of kings. You're my healer and I cannot work. If you don't touch this knee, I have to have you do this in Jesus' name. And I felt a tingling in that knee that lasted literally two, maybe three seconds. And I had a brand new left knee. And I can't tell you what was wrong with it. I could tell you what I couldn't do with it. I couldn't bend it. I couldn't squat. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't dig with a shovel. But in about three seconds, I had just a little slight tingling in my knee. And then, boy... Off we went, but now you saw this often
0: in the crusade. Tell us about mm-hmm.
2: it, yeah, uh, Massey would have his his line and and just as a confirmation, I think he would ask people well what's what's bothering you what's hurting. Uh, and he would see the legs stretched. Uh, He would see arthritis come out of the knees or the ankles or the hips. Yes, and uh, okay, get up, walk around. Let's check this. Let's make sure that you've received everything that's for you. And they would walk around back and forth. Well, I feel something in my shoulders, and he would just, here we go. And he would pray over those shoulders, and boom, it's gone. Well, move your arms, flex your shoulders. Let's make sure we're good. And um, he would literally pray for people maybe twice uh, in different parts of their body, and they were done. They were set free. Sometimes oh. it was spiritual. I saw him touch a lot of people in the shoulders, and he was, he was talking not necessarily about uh, fixing anything physically in the shoulders. It was more spiritual, uh, and he would rebuke or, or loose whatever was on those shoulders to create that pain, and they were gone. But a lot of times when people were sitting down, he would pick up those feet and he would talk to the arthritis or he would talk to whichever leg was shorter than the other and he would literally take his hands and pull that out from the calves out through the feet. He would physically pull that out. You couldn't see it because of the healing manifesting in the body. But he would pull that out and say, get up, get up. we got to run around.
0: Now, this is not just people saying, oh, they're feeling better just because they didn't want to embarrass the minister.
2: Brother, their eyes told you everything. Their eyes, when they would get up and walk around, your body gets used to feeling the pain. Your body gets used to your mind. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to get up and walk. This is going to hurt. When they would get up and they would walk, their eyes would get so big. And their jaw would drop, and it was like, "Oh, thank you, just Jesus!" This person after person after person, he yes. prayed for them for a couple of
0: hours. So this yes. as many yes. as he could get through for a couple of hours, and then now you weren't Leslie's catcher, but I walked over, and Leslie was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so mm-hmm. Pastor Massey and Leslie were just uh, just one yeah, after the yeah, other, one after another.
2: Yes, yes.
0: I mean, amazing miracles, and I gave a few personal prophecies, but I don't know. We
2: will. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of them. And boy, let me tell you right now, it is spot on. You feel the anointing when Stan's talking. You you have the confirmation in your heart. that Tell, tell them what happened.
0: Tell them whatever you want to say. because that, yeah, that wasn't really the, the uh, intent of the. Of yeah, the no, Christ but saints, I mean, right? yeah. I, 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 I do better in the world of Bible or Bible prophecy or personal prophecy. Um, I don't do so good in flowing with the miracles like Leslie and Pastor Massey. I'm, I'll am go up and pray for people, but most of the time I I do better giving personal prophecy. So you guys came up and wanted me to pray for you, you and your wife. So you want to talk about that?
2: Sure, sure. Sharonda and I uh, have felt the calling to be involved in the Lord's ministry, uh, and we we give to – three four different ministries and i just felt an impression of the holy spirit that there was another ministry that we needed to give to and long story short that's what brought us to you and sharonda and i in faith have just been stepping out and helping with the prophecy club and just didn't know what really what really what the future had what the lord had for us in the days months Years to come. Refresh so, my
0: memory. What was the prophecy?
2: The prophecy was about Sharonda and I sitting on a log, and it was a oh, yeah, great yeah, yeah, big log. Yeah, and it was it was in the water. It was slippery, and uh, we we had some unsureties. We were floating down the river. Uh, there were some some minor difficulties because the log was slippery, and the Lord said that He was going to handle and take care of those things, and that we need not worry about where the log is going. And I, there I was remember that, yeah. there was there were several several things uh, spoken, but it over really ours. spoke to you. Oh, it was it was spot on. Spot I mean, on. I just had my eyes closed. I remember when I
0: looked up, both of you had big tears in your eyes. Oh
2: yeah, we had to have tissue. You bet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> The whole weekend was extremely powerful.
2: Just like that. Whether you needed a healing, a prophecy, uh, receiving your baptism of the Holy Ghost, we had very few that really struggled with the evidence in in their prayer language. Speaking the tongues. Yes, yes. But uh, they got that the next day. We prayed over them some more. But everything was just so anointed throughout the entire crusade. It was amazing. Okay, so you want to talk about physical
1: healings, David? Yeah, because, you know, we've talked about in the past broadcasts the real healings that God did, and they are real. There's no question about it, but some people are probably thinking in their hearts, well, yeah, but did you actually see anybody get healed, right? And so uh, I remember one brother, he went up there, and he was in tears, and he said... From the pain, or...? No, from the healing, it touched him so much, he said that he wasn't able to taste food before. Mm. And he had a, a, a plate of fruit that he was eating, and tears were just streaming down wow. his face because he said, I couldn't taste, and now I can taste. And that was just like, wow. That,
0: Doctors can't fix that.
1: Oh, yeah. No. I mean, that that's the kind of thing you know, did physical healings happen? And are we in the season? Are we entering into the season of, of even this bigger time miracles? Of miracles? Absolutely. Hallelujah. Those types of things did happen. But in God's heart, I believe that wasn't necessarily the primary focus of what he was doing. As, as I was leaving, I came down and, you know, you
0: were bringing your luggage down. We were about to leave. And I said, I'd meet you in the lobby. And so I was sitting down in the lobby and some people started walking by and went over and thanking me and shaking my hand and hugging me and, oh, this is so awesome. This this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. This is the best meeting I've ever been to. This is... So this one guy walks up, and he's got long hair, and he looks like a surfer guy, and he's literally wearing kind of a surfer shirt and everything and shorts and everything, and so he walks by. He's pushing his cart, and he looks at me and he says, oh, man, I, I, I got a testimony. I, I got to tell you this. And that's the way he talked. I mean, I, I got to tell mm-hmm. you. I got to tell you. Okay. So he yeah. sits down. I was there. Was like, yeah. Okay. Oh, you. That, you I, I you came up right? it a little okay. bit later. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so I, you can, I, I'm you your witness verify. on this. Well, maybe you can help me with what he said because I'm not real good at recapping conversations. So anyway, he says, okay, okay. I got to tell you. Okay. So now uh, you see how I can move my, uh, my, my, uh, my, my face over to my head over to this way. If I can't move it this way. He says, and it's been that way for a long time. And he says, now, you know, if you surf and, and I surf and he says, you can't look over your head, or your, back, your shoulder back behind. He says you, you can't surf. He said, also, you know, I drive a truck, me and my wife are truck drivers. He says, and I, I can't turn my head. It's like this. He says, I'm telling you, all of a sudden, instantly, I got a healing Watch. And he turned his head around. It was almost looking like that. You know, he could turn his, his chin all the way around. And, and he just, said
2: smooth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, back and forth, back and forth. Right. Look, 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 see what I
1: can do.
2: Hallelujah.
1: <laughs> you heard him, right? Yeah, and he said he also had a neck thing where he was really concerned yeah. about what that was. It was like a, a pulsing thing. And he said that he got prayed for, and that thing got taken away. But he did have a migraine the next day, and he thought it might be the, the something as a result of God taking that away and maybe his body adjusting or something. But he said it was gone. And he was very concerned about, you know, what that was in his neck. He
0: also had a testimony about the money. He See, because we've been praying that God would give them the 222 mm-hmm. and their various needs and money, to, to the, where, the means and the wherewithal to get there. And he said, man, i got to tell you. And he went into this long story. Okay, so this guy called me. He lived right here in the area. Hey, I got a place you could stay. Matter of fact, I got some uh, painting and things like that. I remember. Were you there? No, I wasn't there at that part. I was there afterwards. I got some painting and I can pay you for this painting. He says, All of a sudden, the money came in. I was there. I was going. I had a place to stay. He said, It's awesome. He said, I've never seen the hand of God. Move like this in my life, never, ever, ever, so
1: yeah, and and I came up and, and and I heard it, so I am your witness that he was saying that those are the things, and he just wanted to show you you know he look at this, you know, look, I can move my neck, look <laughs> <laughs> it was just a blessing,
2: I just wanted to uh, throw this out there, the Lord. We and you said this on the radio a lot, Stan. Those that need to be at this first crusade will be there. Mm -hmm. We saw the hand of the Lord through the testimony you just shared. But there was not, for lack of a better word, there was not a celebrity one at this thing. These were the most common, everyday, God fearing, God loving people that I mean, there, there was just nothing special that stood out of anyone just the most common everyday this folk. is just real you god stuff yeah. yes real very god much stuff.
0: okay now uh, let, let's talk about my uh my second talk now this is about the second chart and this is where we went through and explained about the sheaf and about the two tenth deals of barley and about the first fruits about the pentecost the married supper of the lamb the fact that jesus comes back actually two more times next time he comes back as a lamb And then about four months later, he returns as the lion. And at the marriage supper of the Lamb is where he is crowned with many crowns. He's given a vesture dipped in his own blood. And that's where we, those people that are ready, not everybody goes to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Those that are ready, blessed are they that are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are they that are called. This is the first resurrection. Such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ. And at the marriage supper, Jesus is changed from lamb to lion, changed from being prince of the kings of the earth to becoming the king of kings and lord of lords. We are not the point of the marriage supper. We are simply guests. The point is Jesus, and we only get one thing. Well, two things. We get the, the white garment, the wedding garment, and then four months later we get a white horse, as does Jesus, and we returned with him and the armies of the earth the armies of heaven returned with him and that's for armageddon on trumpets so i went through and explained all this and i had these big charts like eight foot tall by 10 foot wide or 12 foot wide or something like this big canvas charts Mm -hmm. so we had them hanging up in there so we would see a lot of people coming up and just staring and looking at the charts and getting the book and reading the book now Your comment on that talk.
1: Well, I think the charts were one of the reasons why I believe God will have you actually go to different places and explain this book. Because actually having you there, talking about it, showing the charts and the relation between one event and the next event was really, really powerful.
2: Yeah, uh, the charts are really where it's at. I had a guy... Uh, while Pastor Massey, you and Miss Leslie and Scholar were doing the book signing, uh he walked over to me and gave me this with the finger come here and so I walked over to him he said, "Hey, man, is it cool that I take pictures of these charts?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you know that's kind of a odd question uh do you do you not have the book or this or that? Yeah, yeah, I got a book right here, and he'd already taken a picture of one, and uh long story short, I just opened the book, folded to the back page, and I unfolded the charts. And I said, are these just... Are these charts just not big enough for you? Can you not see them? And he looked at me with just kind of a, a dumbfounded face. And he's like, I didn't know those charts were in the book. It's he like, must have just got the book. He had just gotten the book, and he just didn't know that the charts were in the back. And so he deleted the picture off his phone. But he was like, man, those charts are where it's at. Okay, so
0: now that was – Sunday evening. Now, let's go to Monday morning. Pastor Massey talked, and he talked about sevenfold blessings, sevenfold miracles. Then that afternoon, and this is, I think, the second, well, I don't know, it's hard to say, one of the three greatest events at the entire crusade, and that's water baptism. Mm-hmm. And I know some people were thinking, well, you know, I've been baptized, or I, what, do I have to do this? But let me... <laughs> Let me tell you about Pastor Massey. So he says, oh, "So do I have to participate in this baptism because I have a fear of water?" Oh,
2: you mean Scular?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, not Massey. I mean Maurice. Maurice Skalar. Yes, I have a fear of water. I mean, I've been to uh, Israel 43 times and I have never been in the Jordan River. I just, I, I just don't do it. And I, I guess I'll the only way to do this is just tell you what really <laughs> happened. So. Uh, the report came to, down to me, Maurice Glar doesn't want to participate in the water baptisms. And my daughter, uh, Leslie Ann, she says, Dad, you want me to handle that? And I says, okay, why don't you handle that? So she went up to his room. She got him down there. So he comes walking out. He's got his glasses on. He's got to They had to go to the, the, the store and buy him a bathing suit, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, he is not going to get in that water. <laughs> Now, what's coming is a very, very big and powerful story that kind of happened to a lot of people. Yeah. So I saw him. He he comes stumbling out, and he's, and I say stumbling because he's kind of walking like one of those those zombies you know in those shows. You know that he looked like <laughs> yeah. a zombie. Stumbling. He's got his glasses on, and he's thinking, okay, how can I get out of this? How can I get out of this? And so, and he, you could see he had a lot of fear. He did not want to get in that water.
2: Well, before he got in the water, he handed his glasses to my wife, Sharonda, and said, please tell my wife that I love her. (laughs) Uh, Like this was going to be the last thing he was going to get to do.
0: (laughs) So he got down in the water. He started baptizing people, and something happened. Something happened to Maurice. The fear left, and he got a vision. He got a vision, and he said, this Afterwards, yes, yes, yes. He says, it started in the water. He says, it continued up until sundown that evening. And he's going to write it up, and I'll I'll probably read it on the radio here in a day or so when I can. But uh, he he told me, he says, it's it's one of the most powerful visions I've ever had. And he said, it is the conclusion of... I have a vision that I had back in like 1998, one of his first, it might even have been his first vision, and it was talking about the end time, and he says, this is showing us what is coming in the future. And he started trying to tell it, but we really haven't heard the whole vision. But Maurice Galar had a major incident in the pool.
1: And it was funny because when it was all done, the baptisms were done, I got to see his face as he was in the water. Oh really? And he was like he had the biggest smile. Yes, He didn't want to get out of the water. Yes. It's it's nice in here, you know. And he just had such a victory and such a a joy about yes. him and you know, that was another example of God healing him in a way as well. So to see the ministers get healed, yes. that is such a blessing. Yes.
2: It was and a major major cleansing. Yes. Getting that baptism mm-hmm. uh I got saved at the age of seven, 33 years ago, and was water baptized, and that was the last time. And uh, just never really understood the importance well, and of that, that. Let me explain the the that because that's,
0: that's part of what I had to explain. I said, first of all, I don't care if you've been baptized, I don't care if you hadn't been baptized, we want everybody to get baptized in water, as in, holy dunked. I said, here's why. I said, if you recall we came in, we did the three days consecutive fasting. We paid the 222, uh, Isaiah 22 seed, and we believe in Dmitri's message. Then we came in and we observed Passover. At Passover, we also took communion, which is the New Testament picture of the Passover, is of putting the blood on the doorpost. Only this is putting the, the blood of Christ on your doorpost of your heart and also accepting the unleavened bread or the perfect sinless sacrifice. I said, now we we have walked through the footsteps of Moses for the Passover now we've been going through unleavened bread where there's no leaven uh, at all in any of the food that we've been eating now at sundown on Monday evening is first fruits and our first fruits that's the day that they went down into the water they walked through on dry ground, and they came out, they left Egypt, the land of sin behind, and they went to the promised land on the other side. So it's the, probably to this day still, if not the, definitely one of the greatest miracles in the Bible when they went through on first fruits, and I said, so being water baptized again is a picture, like we take communion, like we do the Passover, it's a picture of putting blood on our posts. this is a picture of us going down into the, the, the Red Sea and leaving the sin behind and coming out afresh and washed and cleaned anew. And that's what we saw with everybody. When they came out of that, they were all smiling. Uh, now, and I'm not, I, I don't have time to tell you the little stories that I told there. But I saw people come in and they were heading to that pool and there was fear in their eyes. We, I, I baptized this one little lady. She's a congregation member sweet little old lady. I don't know how old she is, but she's probably 90 pounds. Just a, just old and frail, and her, bless her heart a little. I just love her to pieces. Little hands have got arthritis in it, and they're like all crumpled up. If she wants to pick up a pen, it takes two hands to do it. She, I've seen her hold her cell phone, and she just balances it on her hand because her fingers will not wrap around her cell phone. And she... She was heading into the water and she looked down at me and her eyes were big like saucers. I mean, there was like crazy fear in her eyes. I said, come here, darling. I said, I will take care of you. I will help you. Now, as you know, with the other ladies, I only touched them on their uh, the wrists. But with her and her little hands and she was so small, I said, I'm, I'm gonna take care of you. I said, you gotta trust me. And so, kinda like a child, she was so small and I put my hands up under her arms like you would pick up a child, and I caught her at the second step going down in the water. I said, come here, I'll help you, I'll take care of you. So I pulled her down in the water. I said, now, left hand on your nose, because that's the way we did all of the people, hold your nose. Of course, her hand is all crumpled up. She couldn't even, she couldn't pinch her nose. And so I said, it's gonna be okay. So, I mean, I just quick dunked her, boom. She was just right back up. I said, it's all over, It's everything's okay. You can open your eyes. She says, no, no, I can't open my eyes. Well, all of a sudden, now she's back out on the bank. It just happened just that quick. That night, I saw her, and she came up, and she just wrapped her little arms around my neck, and she gave me the big old tightest hug with tears in her eyes, and she says, I just want to thank you. Thank you for helping me get in, and thank you for helping me get in that baptism. She says, this has been like one of the greatest events of my life. And what happened was... It was a spiritual cleansing. Didn't make any difference if they'd been baptized two or three times. All of a sudden everybody in the room got the same peace in their heart, assuring them that they were washed clean, assuring them that they were saved, and that night the praise and worship was totally free. Like it's it's amazing. I, I mean the water baptism may it's I, I want to say it's the second most powerful thing. The anointing of oil was first. The water baptism was second. I don't know. The Holy Ghost baptism was real powerful, but you know, it's hard to say, right? You know, but everybody got out of that water with a big smile on their face. It's like I'm clean, I'm pure, I'm free, I'm whole again. I'm clean, I'm free, I'm pure, I'm whole again. I'm mm-hmm. clean, I'm free. You know, it's like, and they're just walking around with this big smile that's splitting her cheeks wide open. And everybody, it's like, it's that was a supernatural thing. Mm-hmm. It's like from grace to grace. I mean, it was just w- one thing after the other. It's not like just being baptized like when you're a kid. I, right. When you got 380 people, in, in, and I was dunking them, man. I was dunking them fast. I said, look, at <laughs> this is going to look yeah, like the WWF. A <laughs> right little
2: 5'7", 240-pound yeah. guy just boop.
0: Done. Yeah, man, I, I was, I was, I was throwing them under that water. It was just like boom, boom, <laughs> yeah. boom. As fast they got in the water, it looked like popcorn. I was, I was <laughs> buried them in the water, man. Because see, we already prayed, we already did all the things, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and Jesus' name, and all. So I uh, just, but but we had all four of the ministers out there dunking all the people, and we were probably out there what thirty forty five minutes.
1: Yeah, there's no, a real problem. unity with mm-hmm. everybody.
0: Yeah. So I'd like to conclude by talking uh, about the book. What did you hear people say about the book?
2: Uh, it's it, we've we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but the fear of what's to come, uh, and reading the book and understanding the book, and it just taking the fear out of them is one of the the biggest things that I hear. Uh, they also talk about the simplicity of the book, but there is a lot to digest. Deep, you you cannot you cannot read this book once and digest everything. There's a process in the comprehension of this book because there's so much in it. Like you've said 85,000 words. Wow. Uh there's and I mean this book is anointed. So the Lord had to say what he had to say in that thing through you and you don't just read a story and, "Oh, okay, I get it." There's a lot a lot to it.
0: Well, that's the reason I want to make it six by nine. I made it very thin because it's going to be a book that they carry next to the Bible probably for several years. Who you knows? Maybe even the rest of the life. Anyway, right. one for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. And now we have a new case price, a case of 60 books for a gift of $250. Go to prophecyclub.com, one for 20, five for 30. Don't do the one for 20. Okay, At least get the five for 30, 10 for 55, or a case for $250 at prophecyclub.com prophecyclub.com thank you for listening thank you for your prayers and thank you for your gifts of support God bless
1: the prophecy club is on the tip of God's spear join the battle and prayerfully consider supporting the prophecy club with your gifts of support we would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support